Welcome, recruiting blog members, to our latest edition of Best of Worst of. My name is Daniel Fogel, and I am the VP of Content and Community here over at Recruiting Blogs. Today, I'm joined again by my friend, Director of Marketing at Recruiting Blogs, Katrina. Katrina, why don't you say a quick hello? Hello, hello. So again, the concept for best of, worst stuff stems from the fact that I've always found that sometimes it's easier to learn from the worst examples than it is from the best examples. Well, that and that TV show on Food Network called The Best Thing I Ever Ate. Uh, I'm a sucker for finding out all those new dishes and restaurants and when they were kind of showing off all their best of stuff. It was an interesting idea I thought we could appropriate. So today I wanted to explore the best of, worst of recruiting emails and see if we can't find some useful advice to help out our listeners improve this process. Now, this is a topic we've touched on on our recruiting blog site before. We've definitely hit it up on some webinars as well, but I think if you wanted to hear some of the recruiting pitch email horror stories, just chat up any developer you meet out in public. Ask them about the worst pitch they've ever received, and I'm sure you're going to be in for more than one story, uh, probably just a handful that come in every single week. Side bonus, you can kind of bond with them over how somebody else is really, really terrible at their job. It's kind of like uh, negging in the dating world, but you're using it for recruiting. Do you uh, know what negging is, Katrina? No, what's negging? <laughs> negging is when you go negative to uh, to use your dating prowess. Like if I walked up to a female who was single out and I said something about like, oh, you're very cute, but you have gigantic feet. It kind of starts off on a negative thing, and it's a way uh, guys use that technique to kind of build some interest and uh, set up a little power play at the beginning of it. There's entire blogs and uh, YouTube channels devoted to this stuff. What? So, yeah, sorry to bring that up. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible concept. But, uh, Katrina, what was the worst recruiting email pitch you've ever had? So I personally love the ones where they've clearly spent a ton of time, and love by love I mean hate, the people who have spent clearly a ton of time writing out an email uh, to give me the entire job description pasted in there and formatted only for a job that has absolutely no relevance to me. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Wait a minute. Right? I actually did a post on recruiting blogs called, like, Recruiter, You're on the Wall of Shame. Because I got this really long email about how I could be the new office manager. I'm like, wait a minute. I've never even had an office manager job. I've only worked in offices in marketing. Like, how did you even get my email address? That might have been me. I was responding to some Craigslist ads with your uh, your email <laughs> about some jobs, just in case I wasn't sure if it was for me. So I'm sorry in advance if you get any more of those. You might get some other interesting stuff coming across, too, from the missed uh, connections. So be aware. <laughs> I mean, you... But honestly, though, I, I personally, you know, I haven't applied to a job in over two years at this point, and I just, I couldn't even figure out where it came from. So I guess structurally, a bad recruiting email, there's no context of how they found you. Oh, good point. Or the context is really bad. Um, so it'll be like, I met you two summers ago after, you know, something that you can't even remember um that's not relevant at all i think so i i actually had someone ask me on twitter though what's the right way because they always feel a little awkward mm -hmm. 
And I was suggesting, like, why not tell people the cool thing that you found on their resume? Oh, I saw nice. this on your resume and thought that was really cool. I'd love to learn more. Um, you know, like, oh, you worked at, I almost just said Amazon. That would have been a bad joke. <laughs> uh, so, no, I'm sure everyone's already read the Amazon thing. I'm not even touching on that. Um, but uh, they, like, the one, so basically not giving any context. You're just like, oh, you stalked your way to find me. Because the average job seeker has no clue how recruiters find people. Oh, yeah. It was just random. I would think of like, uh, for me, it was just the really boring emails, like the like you're talking about, just a straight up like form letter. Uh, you, you're lucky somebody loved you enough to format your letter because I've had some that are just like the fonts are two different, uh, two different fonts, two different sizes that have obviously just been plugged in there. The occasional stuff that looks like it's going out in mass where they have not gotten your name correct. I think that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then I know it's something you kind of can feel your hand is tied, but uh, when you can't talk a whole lot about whatever the company is, if it's all hush-hush, I think it's kind of hard to pique some interest from the mystery company. Very few yeah. people, I think, are going to be hooked on that. Or I think the other thing for me was um, immediately asking for referrals in there when there's like zero relationship you're trying to leverage, just like immediately pimping me for something. Yes. Or when they use really cliche phrases, like, take you to new heights. Oh, Yeah. Like, what is this, a fairy tale? No. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like, we really care about our people over here. Our, our people are our number one asset. Any of the tropes that, like, uh, basically, I think you can just find in a EVP generator. Yes. Probably not good to use on there. So, right. just shifting gears, what about the, the, the best recruiting email pitch? What did they do that was so special and memorable uh, to you? And, you know, what in that experience stood out to you that you wanted to replicate, uh, you know, going forward? Yeah. So I'm actually going to give a blatant shout out to Indeed. I saw a recruiting email that they did for this writer uh, who, so the subject line, the, the person wrote about, uh, it was like a funny, it was actually a recruiting daily subject line, it was some, or a article headline, my apologies, and it talked about like hustling the system uh, and trying to find little hacks to make things work better. And the subject line from the recruiter was, every day I'm hustling. Oh, I like that. it was that. like, we all read your article. We thought it was great. And we'd love to talk to you more about opportunities that we have. So the content of the email itself wasn't so customized, right? But just not, you know, having a actual subject line that might have caught the person's attention and definitely caught this person's attention was I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Like, why can't we find something cool about that person and use it as a subject line? I, I like it. I mean, uh, I would also be hooked by uh, rap lyrics. I'm a, a sucker <laughs> for a lot of that. If it looks like it came from somebody you were friendly with who actually knew a little bit about you and did that, I, I think that goes a, a long, long way to kind of getting you to actually like open the email and start to read. Because I think you really only have a couple of seconds to get hooked. I think about every email that I have that comes into my inbox, and I know you and I have talked about this before, but I have... Uh, newsletters that I get from people that I like and I enjoy their content and I will go to their site and look at the content every day, but I won't ever click open on an email. So uh, that, that line is your, it's your hook. I think that you really have to get something correct from the beginning. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's some kind of big metaphor here to dating emails. Oh yeah. Right. Like if it comes off as creepy, probably not great. You know, if it, <laughs> If it has poor grammar, you're probably doing something wrong. If you would not date this person, 
Okay, if you know, if you've got the email one equivalent one. of heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> you can just sense that they're creepers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So for, for me, I guess one of the ones that I really uh, stands out in memory was um, an acquaintance reached out to pick my brain on a challenge. It was like, here's what I'm dealing with. What do you think? And I, you know, I really kind of came at it as something that was like, well, this is cool. This person needed help. They thought that I could be, you know, effective and in, in giving them a hand on this. And it was great. I talked to that and it was kind of like a, a back door into kind of connecting. So uh, it definitely hooked me on the idea of like, here, I'm impressed with what you do. I'd like to know how you would tackle this. We talked for half an hour about tackling that. And then it kind of led its way into, uh, you know, hey, have you ever thought about working for here? You know, and uh, from there, you kind of take on a different beast. But definitely was the, uh, the subtle, got, got under, the, uh, under the radar, sneaky, but uh, effective. Absolutely. And I think the other benefit to doing something like that where you're really problem solving is that you're creating... I'm going to use the, if anyone's playing buzzword bingo here, point to you, the town community. Uh, oh, nice. So so using those people, knowing, hey, you know, they're not, they're not right for this job. They're not willing to leave their current role, whatever. But I think, you know, this person is someone that's really smart who helped me through something. It's like you're networking and creating a town community at the same time, which is a win-win for everyone. Oh, good. Yeah, I think um, it's a good point. I was synergizing earlier with my talent community on some potential green technologies. And um, I think that's like three points in buzzword bingo. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, for me, it really it has got to be tailored to the person you're talking to. You, you have to do your research. You have to know who they are. What are they interested in? What do you have in common? What are their goals, long-term and short-term? The, the more you know about that person, the more effective you can make that letter. You've got to have that like hook of a decent subject line, but you've got to have something in there that kind of separates you from the rest of the crowd. I think especially with that tech talent, it's just getting tons of emails and tons of reach a day on like what they want to you know, come and work for us. If you're not doing something that stands out, if you're not bonding in some form or fashion, you're just going to be lost in like the, the crowd of that. Absolutely. And... I mean, we have so much information about other people. Like, we live in a world where most people are pretty easy to find if you do a few searches. Why not use every bit of information you have available to you, every bit of context, to actually have something that's successful instead of wasting your time just blasting people with nothing? Kind of like piggyback on your, your dating example, but I, I think you also have to do enough to pique their interests but you also have to leave them wanting for more. Like if you do yeah. all of the work and kind of carry it the whole way, you don't, I don't think they attach as much value to it. If like you've got to kind of create the desire for a little bit of water and make them thirsty, but then they have to come and take the drink. If you kind of bring the water to them, I don't think it, it works out as well long-term for you. Totally. And you, that's a good way to gauge interest too. You know, do you think if this person's going to respond to the one that's just a drink of water, right? That gives you an opportunity to say, okay, they're making a little bit of initiative. Maybe they'll make the initiative to move because changing jobs isn't easy. Getting a new job isn't always easy either. And you're looking for someone who's going to make it all the way through the, the hiring cycle, not someone who's going to drop off two phases in. No, that's a great point. I forget who we were talking to was talking about that. Like first was getting the interest and then the difference between the, the passive employee and the active employee was like at least the active is already open to the idea of taking a new role. And if you're looking to make somebody move, it's a big psychological kind of leap to go from yes to maybe. So 
if you don't have, uh, if you can't get them on board, you can't build that interest or, or kind of cultivate that relationship, you're not going to get very far. Exactly. So what else do you think people need to know? Is there anything that you think we uh, haven't covered that would be helpful to the uh, members out there? Well, so I think we need to think about who we're talking to as well, right? We've mentioned tech talent a few times, and I think, you know, if I was sending an email to someone who was a software developer versus someone who is a marketing manager or the head of creative, my email is definitely going to sound a little different. And, I mean, back to our dating analogy, it's like different types, right? Like, okay, they seem interested in this. Let's talk about that versus someone who's not interested. Now, and I think something else, and this might be a little bit of a reach depending on the size of your organization, but it might be cool to have any referral-based outreach come from the referrer. I think you could get a, a much better response rate with emails coming from people who referred someone. Example, um, I go to this big company and I refer you, Dan, to a job. And they're like, okay, yeah, we want to talk to Dan. Have me send the email. Hey, Dan, they want to talk to you. I've copied them on this email. I think that'd be a great conversation. I'll let you two take it from there. Versus having the recruiter send the email. And oh, that's good. cutting my, you know, cutting me out of it because I'm the warm touch. Yeah, so you're you they're leveraging your, your relationship. I like it. Yeah, use the relationship. Exactly, just like you said. That's, uh, that's good stuff. And look for other best practices. Like, I think the the most dangerous phrase, and actually I think you were the one who said this to me, or well, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> is it Desperation said, is a Stinky Cologne? I love that phrase. I'll definitely give you credit for this one. Um, that we all have, we've always done it that way is the most dangerous phrase. Oh, God. Yeah. I hate that. Right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's absolutely worth sending out a couple of emails, trying new things, doing things that you're a little uncomfortable with, because the positives, getting something right, far outweigh the negatives of sending one email that doesn't work. You send thousands of emails that don't work. You're a recruiter, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, true. But yeah, I could definitely, I think all day long about you know, how you have to tailor the approach and how you need to be using like a human aspect and connect with people kind of on a personal level before you're making any asks on a professional. But uh, I think a lot of people out there probably benefited by connecting with the, the marketers in your firm. Uh, talk with your Katrinas and find out because there's a lot of like the A-B testing. Anything that you can do that can kind of um, help make that more effective gets a little more strategic. And that's probably something I think a lot of recruiters out there probably are not doing a great job at. You just have to leverage. It's leveraging your relationships, leveraging your people, um, and leveraging what you know about other people. Well, fantastic. Well, um, do you think there's anything else that we need to share with people that, this week? No, I think that wraps it up so far, but I'd love to hear other people's ideas. I would too. So, uh, members out there, thank you for joining us for the latest of our best of, worst of. And as Katrina mentioned, we would love to hear what you think too. So, what was the best or worst recruiting email pitch that you have seen or received or you've heard about? Anything that's out there, we want to hear about it. Add a comment below or feel free to tweet me at Daniel underscore trending. Or you can tweet uh, Katrina at Katrina, you want to share yours again? at Katrina Kibben. Perfect. All right, guys. We hope to hear you on another uh, podcast with us again soon, and we will look for your comments uh, below. Have a great day out there. Thank you for listening to this Recruiting Daily podcast. Bum, bum, bum.
I'ma show them and ignore them.